Hi beautiful people, welcome to Conscious Revolution podcast. I'm your host Shivani and this is the place where we talk about spirituality, mindfulness, mindset and manifestation. Today I have a very special guest to take us through a journey of discovering how can we use spirituality as a tool for wealth creation. Sophie Nick is a transformation expert and healer who helps women to transform their lives miraculously through her intuitive gifts. Welcome Sophie. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, so uh as I just introduced you, uh you help female entrepreneurs and and like the new age women to balance and to create a lifestyle of their dreams uh using spirituality, right? So that's what our topic for the day is. How mm-hmm. can we use spirituality for wealth creation? So obviously as uh before I begin, I would love to know about your journey about how you discovered wealth creation through spirituality. Yeah, so it was a bit of a long journey. So I had my first actual awakening when I was around 27 or right before I turned 27. So when I was 26 and I was working a 9 to 5 Um, And I found myself very drawn to things like crystals and I had no idea why. And I was miserable at my job and the crystals ended up helping to alleviate my anxiety. And then I ultimately ended up quitting my job without having a plan. And this was right before my 27th birthday. And all of my money stuff came up. And I also got heavily into having readings done and working with psychics and mediums and all the things. And I kept on being told that I would end up doing readings for other people and that I would have a spiritual-based business and that it would be successful. And honestly, I didn't believe any of it at the time because I was so used to that hourly mentality. I was so used to being underpaid because my background is actually in therapy. So I was a marriage and family therapist and I was working at an eating disorder treatment center. Um, So I had a master's degree. I had all this education, but I wasn't being paid well at all. I was actually making more money straight out of college than I was after having a master's degree. But anyways, um, as I got more into my spirituality and I learned more about mindset work and I learned more about my blocks, that's whenever I was able to really work through everything. And I was able to see the connections between wealth creation and spirituality and mindset because so much of spirituality is actually connected to neuroscience and like quantum physics and things like that. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that. It's that a lot of what we do, even with manifestation, it is actually backed by science. And that's something that... I think helps a lot of people who aren't really into spirituality better understand why so many people are starting to get into it. Um, But yeah, long story short, I just had all of my money stuff come up and it was all during that initial awakening. So I was really, really, really forced to look at everything and to look at all of the blocks that I had, all the stories that I had about money. And as my business has evolved into one that is more spiritual, 
also going through and like working through those blocks around how making money isn't spiritual because it actually is. And a lot of the work that I do takes so much energy out of me because it's healing work and it's deep healing work. So I need to be compensated. And so I was really able to shift the way in which that I saw the work that I do. And I was very much able to just shift the way in which I perceived money and feeling worthy of it and deserving of it. Yeah, I love your story. I think that's so relatable for anybody. And I think right now, so many people are making that transition, including me, who just made it recently last year, uh, quitting their uh, nine to five, quitting their more structured life uh, to, uh, to uh, transitioning to a more mindful, a more purposeful uh, work, uh, work life, work style, I like to say that. So uh, yeah, and I think uh, where you said uh, how it is actually more scientific than you realize, like it's not as woo-woo as it has been given credit of. It's in fact so much backed by neuroscience and uh, psychology and that's why I was so, so uh, interested when you said that you have your master's in psychology and yet it took you a little while to use those things uh, to understand spirituality and manifestation, like how it's, uh, they are both interconnected, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, we're all always manifesting. So whatever we are choosing to give our energy to and to think about is ultimately what's happening and what's going to occur for us. Um, so like, think about whenever, I don't know, whenever you're just like having a bad day, you end up manifesting more, you know, bad things throughout the day, because that's what it is that you're focusing on. So people keep forgetting that they've actually been doing this their whole lives. They've actually been manifesting since day one. Yes. Yes. I think that's, actually like so true uh people think that we need to do something to manifest when in a sense we have always been manifesting and when you just become so much more aware you start manifesting what you want rather than just uh happen to manifest something right right it's like you become so much more intentional yeah you need that awareness in order to become more intentional yeah so how do you think uh, uh, we bring that awareness, that intention into our manifesting? Because, you know, a lot of times uh, right now, manifestation is becoming a big buzzing world, a word for sure. Uh, everyone is using it. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, it is very enchanting to say, right? Like you can get whatever you want if you do step one, step two, step three. But it is not that I think, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, the way it's been like being put forward in a not a very intentional way that kind of like turns me off, honestly. Uh, and um, so what do you have to say? Like, how important are your intentions? Because uh, where, from where I can see, yes, you can manifest anything you want, but then that's also the thing that one needs to be aware and uh, wise. And probably we have, good intentions behind your manifestations, right? I think it's important to have good intentions behind your manifestations because you don't want to manifest anything that's going to bring more harm or negativity into this world. Um, That being said, I feel like a lot of people forget that, yes, manifestation is this very simple process, 
But although it is like very simple, there is a lot of mindset work that goes into it because yes, you can manifest something from a space of lack or scarcity or not actually feeling worthy and deserving of it, but it's a lot more difficult to manifest from that energy. And the energy in which you are manifesting something from is going to be how it shows up in your life. So whenever it comes to, it's not just like ask, believe, receive. You know what I mean? Like you have to, yeah, you have to be so clear. And here's the thing. It's like, if you're not specific about what it is that you want, you will get that thing that you have asked for. But what you'll realize, what you'll notice is that it's not exactly what you truly wanted because you weren't super clear. Exactly. So I've like, I've manifested like men before. And the guy was exactly what I had written down on the piece of paper, but I never specified his height and he was like shorter than me. So it's like the manifestation, you know, did, I mean, which I don't think height is a deal breaker, but I'm just sharing that it's like, I realized like, oh wow, he was everything that I wanted. I realized in my manifestation, I didn't specify like his height. <laughs> you know, I'm just, it's something superficial, but it's like, it's a good example. So you have to be very clear on exactly what it is that you're wanting to manifest. And when it comes to something like money, um, I like to get really clear on what it is that I'd like to spend that money on. So if I'm wanting to manifest, I don't know, let's say $10,000, I like to break down what all of that money is going to. So how much is going into savings? How much is going to pay for this, to pay for that? And that's how I break it down because that helps me to be more intentional and money really is energy. So you have to direct it. You have to tell it where it can go or where you want it to go. But yeah. you also have to be, you also have to, you know, act like that person who already has the money. So isn't in that lack or scarcity. And you also have to trust that it's going to come. And another thing too, is like being open to receiving it from different places. So a lot of the times like clients will say, okay, well, I want a 20 K month. I want it to come from my business. And whenever you do that, whenever you're just like, okay, it's coming from my business, that's fine. But if you're open to receiving it from other places as well, then you'll be surprised how much money can come into your field that you had nothing to do with work and it's still straight cash. Yeah, love that. And honestly, that's on earth. That's something which I have been experiencing majorly because money mindset is definitely something which have been like forefront for me from the past four, five, six months five months honestly and uh, yeah like uh, as you said like uh, if your intentions are not clear you may manifest what you're probably intending to manifest but it might not be in the highest good for you or for all right so uh, I think with money there's this very interesting thing which happens and uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it's limited to women or to everyone but sometimes uh, we get probably if you want to manifest x amount and we manifest that and then but then it just goes just as fast, just as it came. Uh, ha is this something which like happens to your clients? Like uh, the stability, right? Like, yeah, I manifested that money, but oh, it just went away. So here's the thing. If the money, if you're manifesting money and then it goes away, that is you not feeling worthy and deserving of holding on to that money or being able to, I don't say holding on to it. That's not the right word. Um, but that has to do with like your money stories about like money always runs out, for example. 
So what that's showing you is the way is it's actually showing you the relationship that you have with money. And it's also showing you that that deep money mindset work isn't actually being done every single day. So money mindset work literally needs to be done daily. Um, because you need to be very aware of the way in which you are handling your money and the way in which you feel about money and all of your money stories. And you also need to know that as you change, as you grow, so does your relationship with money. So the work never stops. Exactly. But when someone, yeah, but when someone comes to me and they're like, oh, I manifested the money, now it's gone, I'm curious about their beliefs around money. Like, do you believe that you're worthy and deserving of having this money? Is your story that you always spend money? Is your story that you never get to hold on to your money? It always gets taken away from you. Like, what is the story? What is the underlying story there that's making this outcome manifest into your life? Yeah, which is where I think where your spiritual and mindset work comes into the picture that it's not just about three easy ways how to manifest x amount of money in five days kind of a thing right like obviously that happens but then that can happen once if uh, and actually that money can easily go out if we don't really uh, as you said focus on our stories and heal those stories and heal our relationship around those stories right yeah and that's the thing it's like you have to cultivate a relationship with money if you want to create more of it so anything that you're wanting to create more of in your life, you need to put time aside to cultivate a relationship with it. And I think a lot of people forget that because they manifest and they get all excited and then they stop doing the work. And then they're like, oh shit, like I don't have any more money. And then they're like, and then they're manifesting from a place of lack and scarcity. Yeah. And then the money is going to show up, but it's also showing up with that energy still attached to it. And that doesn't feel good. Yeah, that's that, that's true. And I think that happens with, I think, anyone who is kind of like uh, everyone, honestly, for that matter, who just like, who's like dipping the toes in manifestation, who's still learning about it. And so, uh, which kind of brings me to the next question, as I said, like, it's not just about um, manifesting money, it's about healing our money stories. And mm -hmm. I feel like if you heal, obviously, manifestation is a natural process to it, right? So, uh, yeah, what do you have to say about uh, the relationship between spirituality and wealth? Because a lot of people still cannot digest the fact that uh, we are talking about spirituality and wealth in one breath, right? Right. So when it comes to spirituality and wealth, I think that it's actually very spiritual to make money for your gifts and for what it is that you are bringing out into the world. Because money at the end of the day is energy and there needs to be an energetic exchange whenever you're providing a service or doing something for someone. So I also, as someone who does a lot of healing work, um, I think I mentioned this earlier, it's, it can be a bit draining. So my healing sessions are a bit higher ticket because I'm not only preparing for a session, but I'm also tuning in and tapping into someone's energy. And then I'm also channeling throughout the session and I'm doing healing. I'm doing all of these things. So that to me is worth a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like I, I would, I'm shocked when healers don't charge a good amount of money. I really am because it takes so much energy and it's such deep healing work and it's so life-changing and it's so transformational 
that it's really not spiritual to not be compensated for that work. I so agree to that because I agree. Like uh, when I started doing tarot readings last year and when I just started doing it and it was so draining and I wouldn't get it because I was like, in my mind, I was just doing the session for one hour. But it's now that I recognize and realize like how I'm actually not doing the work just for those 60 minutes, but also before and way after that. Mm -hmm. So as you said, uh, it's not as I think, which is why I think a lot of spiritual people uh, cannot, uh, especially I think someone who is making the transition or still learning the ways of a spiritual business, if I should say so, uh, that uh, how to kind of like uh, compensate for my energy because we've just never known how to do that. Like no one ever taught us because I think traditionally we charge uh, the amount of hours we've put into work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, it's, it's an interesting industry to be a part of because I do think that, yes, traditionally people weren't charging as much. I will also say that the deeper I dive into this work, the stronger my boundaries become. So if I am doing like an Akashic reading for someone, which is like such deep healing, if I don't like their energy, I will get off the phone with them and I will reimburse them. So it's, you know what I mean? So it's like my energy is so much more sacred to me than getting paid to do a reading because I don't want that. I don't want that energy attached to me or, you know what I mean? It's not that it's necessarily attached to me. I just don't want to be in it even if I'm being paid I just don't that's not how I do things also I think Sophie it has so much to do with because you have created that confidence around your wealth that you are not having that uh you know that uh feeling of like I will lose something if I lose this client or if I lose this money because your relationship with your with your money has strengthened so much that you are not depending on this ex-client to, you know, give you or pay you that amount. And, you know, a lot of times people kind of like, uh, they might not say it on front, like I'm doing it for money, but deep, deep, deep inside unconsciously, there's this feeling of like, I might uh, not be able to please this client or I might lose one client. And why should I do that? Right? Right. But here's the thing. It's like, just because I teach on money mindset and like wealth creation and all those things doesn't mean that I don't deal with my own money stuff still. Um, It's just that the more you do the work, the more you realize that energy is very, very, very real. Yes. And that it's just not worth it. And I also, I also don't think that it's wrong for someone to be driven by money. Um, I think that there is actually something that I don't like about the spiritual community is that I feel like a lot of people are doing it for the money and they're not owning it. And I think that there's no, there's nothing wrong with doing it for the money. There's really nothing wrong. Yeah. Some people are fueled, you're fueled by different things. I think as long as you're helping people and making the world a better place and you don't have bad intentions, I don't care what the driving force behind your work is. You're Mm -hmm. allowed to want to make money just because you want to make money. It doesn't have to be that you want to make money to like solve world hunger. Yeah. I, I I agree to that. And I think that's where a lot of us have this shame attached to it. Like, as you said, uh, 
maybe we are, as I said, like we are probably driven by money on probably some deep place and sub subconscious area, but we don't want to own it up because we just are like sticking to the story that uh, wanting to do any work for money is shameful. Right. Yeah. Or you, or you need to be of service in order to make money. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have, yeah. And I, I think also right now with the way in which, you know, the current state of affairs, like in just what's going on in the world, I think a lot of people are, you know, are being forced to really get honest with themselves about the way in which they've been running things so far. And they're getting very real and honest with themselves about what it is that they value, what it is that they believe. So I just, yeah, I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting money because you like nice things. I really don't. And I tell clients that all the time. I tell them all the time, whenever you're manifesting, just be honest. If you want the money because you want to go on a vacation, amazing, do it. It doesn't have to be that you want to manifest the money just to give back to charity. Yes, I do believe that like giving and sharing the wealth is important. Like I love that. I love I love being generous. I love that feeling of abundance. But there are also times when I want to manifest money just because I want something nice and frivolous. Yes, and I love that hearing from a spiritual uh, oracle reader, <laughs> a <laughs> channeler. <laughs> Psychic medium, all the things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't own that up. And I think that has been one of the reasons why uh, I think it's only very recent when spiritual businesses have been seeing a rise uh, because traditionally it's been just an industry which which always I think uh, was underpaid if that's the word mm-hmm. I can use. Uh, so yeah moving on to uh, because you work specifically with women and their relationship with money uh, is there any specific reason why you do that or is there something which like kind of drives you and is there a pattern which you have seen which probably women have uh, more to heal or to uh, work with in uh, connection to money specifically? So when it comes to my business, I teach on whatever is relevant to me during that time in my life. So my work, I do a lot of work around money, but I also do a lot of work around relationships and I do a I do a lot of work around business. I do a lot of work around a lot of different things. It's just that whatever I'm promoting that month is going to be about what's the most relevant or what's exciting me the most or what trends I'm sensing with clients. It's just, that's how I do things. Um, So yeah, I would say I have, I have a background in so many different things. It's kind of crazy. Like I even have a background in nutrition and holistic health, the psychology of eating, I do so much shit. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the money stuff I feel is kind of what I'm mostly known for, I want to say. Um, and it's also because the relationship someone has with money typically tends to be a mirror for other areas of their life. So if someone has trouble receiving money, chances are they have trouble receiving love and compliments and adoration. So the money has just kind of been a way to kind of like grab people's attention. But then even if they come to me for something like money, we always go so much deeper because it is so much deeper than just money. 
Yes, and it's so interesting because this is something which even I have noticed uh, that uh, I think it's also to do with this energy of receiving that mm-hmm. when you start working with your money mindset, when you start opening yourself to receiving uh, save good because we're talking about money, other areas of your life also in some miraculous way start falling right into place because I think you're doing that deep, deep work behind money, right? Yes, totally. And also it's like, whenever you're going over your money stories, you'll see how deep they are, right? So if someone says, okay, my money story is that money is hard to make, or that if I work hard, I won't be around for my family, that typically has to do with a parent who they felt abandoned by, or they didn't feel heard or seen by a parent who wasn't there in the way in which they needed that parent to be there. And then that's reflected in their relationships with themselves and also the relationships that they attract. So it's so much deeper than just the money. I agree. So, uh, yeah, what are, if I ask you, what are some of your best tips slash homeworks? Because I've taken a reading with you and you do give homeworks. Uh, I do. I give a lot of homework. I love them. So what are your, some of your best exclusive tips, if I can uh, share with the people here, uh, when they come to you to manifest their wealth or to work on their money mindset? So whenever it comes to your money mindset, so I'm going to give you money mindset and manifestation kind of combined into one. So I want you to think about like the amount of money that you're wanting to manifest. And I want you to take note of any thoughts or feelings, any limiting beliefs that you have that come up for you. And what I want you to do is I want you to commit to working through each limiting belief, like to one every single day. So if your limiting belief is like money doesn't grow on trees, I want you to ask yourself, where is that belief coming from? And it might be coming from a parent or a caregiver because that's typically who it's coming from. And then I want you to ask yourself, like, is that ultimately true? Yes or no. Money is paper, but maybe this wasn't the best example, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Only Indian parents say that. I mean, trust me. No, they say it in America too. (laughs) You know what I mean? But asking yourself, like, is that belief ultimately true? Yes or no. And chances are you're going to be like, wow, that's actually not true. So giving your brain evidence of why that belief isn't true. So I always have people write out like examples of why it's not true. And then you can go into that manifesting of the money, but being very, very, very intentional. So you can even write a list of all the things that you want and then tally up how much it costs and then decide to manifest in that amount. And so then you're going to write it. You're going to write everything out as if you already have it. You're going to write out how it feels to have it. You're going to write out what you're spending it on, what you're doing, how you're showing up, all the things. So that's you kind of like, asking for it. And then the portion of you believing that you can have it is you believing that you're worthy and deserving of it, right? So again, if you have any blocks coming up, you can work through those limiting beliefs again by doing that subconscious reprogramming of giving yourself evidence that that's not true. And then also utilizing an affirmation that's more positive to sort of like, you know, get into that headspace of speaking about money in a better way. And then also asking yourself, like, how does that version of me who has the money show up in the world? Maybe she's more confident. Maybe she takes better care of herself, whatever it is, and really getting into that energy and then trusting that the money is going to come and being 
open to receiving it from different places. And a part of that trust, a part of that surrender is like having faith. So whenever you have faith, you just trust that it's coming. You're not concerned about how it's going to show up. You just know that it's going to come because you already set the intention that you're going to receive that thing. And you already set the intention that you're like showing up as that version of you and that you are still doing the things that you wanted, that you need to do in order to receive it. So if you were to like manifest a job, for example, it's not that you just journal about it. It's that you do start looking for jobs. You have to show the universe that you're actually serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually about like, I I think I have been using this phrase a lot, but I think it's a lot like, uh, we feel like we are convincing ourselves. I mean, it's it's like giving, it's like a sales pitch and we are like Mm -hmm. saying like, this is true. This is true. And how would you best, uh, do that sales pitch? Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, no, no. You, you continue. Like if you were adding something to it, Yeah, I think it's funny that you call it like a sales pitch, but it really is just getting yourself into that energy of like having that thing or receiving that thing. And then also whenever it comes to receiving, um, if you are wanting to receive $10,000, but you can't get your energy behind it, maybe you can get your energy behind 5,000. And if your energy is behind that 5,000 and not actually behind that 10 that you're wanting to manifest, you're probably going to end up manifesting that five. Yeah, that's so true. And that's something which is literally an advice I have been dishing out of late. Uh, because, mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think, uh, as, 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 uh, because it's not, I think, specifically about manifesting money. And I think the same rules apply to all other things as well, whatever you're manifesting. It's all about how much can we believe into it. So if we cannot believe in $10,000, but if we can believe that $5,000 can happen, then I think that's a good place to start with, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, almost my last question. Uh, how do you think uh, we can make manifesting money easy and graceful and natural? I mean, obviously it's natural. But how can we make it like easy and not so complicated? You can make it easy and not so complicated by making it fun. Uh, Yes. So treating it, treating it kind of like a game, but also making it an experience. So whenever you're wanting to sit down to manifest, light some candles, put something like sexy on, play some music. You know what I mean? Have a beautiful notebook, have your favorite crystals, have all these things around you. So make it fun. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I when, when I just asked that question, I also got this thing like, uh, by probably not thinking that it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, I mean, a lot of people do think that it's complicated, but it's not complicated. It just requires you to dive deep and look at your limiting beliefs. Yeah, and I. Think- it just requires work, even though it's easy. And I, think, I mean, even though the steps are easy. Yeah. And I think uh, most importantly, the inner work, the reflective work. And it's just that we have been so used to doing the external work that for a lot of people, this work seems like work and very complicated, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I think that's all. I absolutely love this. Uh, I hope you guys had your notebooks and you totally took notes. And if you did not, I would totally recommend you to go back and listen again because that's what I'm going to do after this. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much, Sophie, for being here and sharing all this amazing piece of wisdom. Of, of course. Uh, thank you. Wow, that was a delicious conversation with Sophie. If you would want to connect with Sophie, you can find her at I am Sophie Nick on Instagram. Support this podcast by leaving me a review on iTunes. I would appreciate it so much. For more spiritual inspiration and mindset tips, follow me at The Burfi on Instagram. As always, I am sending you so much love on your journey and hoping to connect with you soon in my next podcast.